Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, runners, to another episode of the podcast. I hope everyone has been adjusting to these shorter days that we have been having. That's pretty tough getting out, isn't it? Especially when it's dark in the morning and then when you get home from work, it's still dark. But if you are succeeding in getting out there, uh, well done to you because it is bloody hard. Uh, we also have some really awesome news. Our major sponsor of the great train race, the Tax Centre, has come on board again for our event in 2022. So save the dates. It'll be April 24th, 2022 for the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre great train race. And I'd just like to thank Jason personally for coming on board and sponsoring the event because without Jason, this event would not be possible. And uh, yeah, it was just awesome. He went he went over and above uh, this year to, to make that event what it was. And I personally just like to thank all the volunteers on the race day who did help out because you know, without those volunteers, we do not have a race. Uh, also, if you're looking to, or you're, or you're struggling with motivation, I should, should say, um, consider joining the Everyday Lions Pride. We train on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Thursday in Olberson, Devonport. Our running is runner-centred, meaning it's your goals. We've achieved so many personal bests, and we've got an awesome bunch of people who do train in this group. Uh, so if you're struggling for motivation over the winter, consider joining the Everyday Lions Pride. We also have kids training on a Friday. This is at quarter past four every Friday, and we would love to see you there if you have a child uh, between nine and 14. It's a place of learning and friendships and uh, what running can do for your child's confidence. Um, Yeah, if you want to find out information about those two things, head over to www.everydaylines.org. Each week, the podcast costs a number of dollars to produce. So if you are enjoying the podcast, we would love a donation or a contribution. You can do this by going over to www.everydaylines.org and looking up the Everyday Lines running podcast tab. We would love your support. Thank you. This week's guest is Tom Winkle. Tom is only 15 years of age and he is an outstanding runner for his age. He's run 8.41 for the 3,000 metres, which was an under-16 state record, and he's run at 3.57 for the 1,500 metres. Tom has a massive future, and I will watch with absolute uh, interest how his future goes in the sport of distance running. I really appreciated Tom's time in this podcast. And you can just see he's a really, really focused young man and he's got some big goals and I'm sure that he'll achieve them because he's got some really good people around him and you need a good support team if you're going to succeed in this sport of distance running. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Tom because I reckon you'd think that's pretty cool. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lions Running Podcast and here's Tom. Uh, welcome to the Everyday Lions podcast, Tom. How are you, mate? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
not a problem, mate. And how's your day look like today, buddy? Oh, pretty good. Just woke up and got ready for school and then headed to school and had a good day at school and then just went for a training run afterwards. Cool. And uh, did you want to tell the listeners just a little bit about you as a person and uh, how old you are and what school you go to and all those fun things? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently 15 years old and attend St. Brendan Shaw College. And obviously I run, chill out and have some fun with it. Yep. And whereabouts are you from in the northwest coast of Tassie? So I'm from Fourth Side. So just in between Denport and Tennis Beach. Beautiful, and it's a uh, it's a great little part of the world there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was your introduction into the running, mate? How did this all kick off for you? Oh, basically, I started at Little Athletics and as a little kid, and then kind of when Dad used to go to P Triple CT, I used to go with him and just do the nominated times, and then as I just got older, just kind of just grew into it. Yeah. And I uh, I remember you quite young. Um, I may have been one state championship. I suppose we're talking maybe six, seven years ago. And um, you were streets ahead of the field. I think it was under 13, under 14 race in um, cross-country race in Hobart, Pontville. Maybe that's the first time that I ever saw yeah. you run. I thought, geez, kid's got to be a talent. Um, yeah. Yeah. And was it something that you were really natural at? Because your dad – was quite a good runner himself. Was, do you think you got that from your old man? Um, maybe. Yeah. And um, so for you, what sort of uh, influence or, or inspiration has your old man been? Because whenever I see you, you guys are always running together. Like, is she your coach at the moment as well? Or? Yeah, he's my coach at the moment. And sometimes I'll go with Gunnar and train with his boys or maybe during the winter with during the cross country season, I might go with the Mikroff boys and do some of that longer stuff. Good. Uh, great. And how's this being your dad and also being your coach? Is that a fine line sometimes? Do you, do you push the barrier or? Oh, it has it pros and cons really? Cause like it's good that he's my dad and then can coach me and I can see him every day and he can like give me tips and all that. Like, throughout the whole day and then sometimes we might have our disagreements and a little bit of arguments, so pretty yeah. good. And so what, do you just get a little bit of space and you probably just don't go for a run that day or, or is it just short-lived? Yeah. yeah, maybe some days we might not go for a run or when he's at work or something. Yeah, great. And so quite obviously you were, I mean, you're still only 15 years of age. So yeah. when you were you were winning national titles when you were 11 or 12. Can you, can you run us through that as well? Like where, like for middle A's, how did it progress for you to where you are now? Well, it was from nationals from the youngest age, you could do it. I was always like in the cross country and athletics. I was always at the coming like either last or always like one of the last people. And then I could remember like in 2017 when I was under 13s, at the all schools Pacific school games in Adelaide, I was just I could I felt like I was in better shape and we had the fifth. There was a the first year you could do fifteen hundred, like they introduced the fifteen hundred to like the real juniors, and I came sixth in that one. And then the eight hundred, I I'd never made a final at nationals, and then I made the final and 
in the final, I found myself in third place coming into the last hundred. And then um, a Queenslander came up and just got me on the line. So that's the best I've placed in a, in a few years. And then... Bloody Queenslanders. Yeah. <laughs> and then the following year in 2018, in under-14s, the first year you could do age championships. Um, I did the... 800, the 800s were first. They had the heats. I made that final, which was the next day. And then I knew I had a real chance at getting a medal because after missing out in 2017, um, I just trained really hard through the start of the season and just really wanted that medal. And then when it came to the final, um, I was coming third with about 300 to go and we had made a gap from the rest of the field. So I was on the back straight, there was a big screen. So I was looking up at the big screen and I could see that um, fourth was a fair way behind. So I kind of knew that I could really medal here. So I just knew that I had to just grip my teeth and keep pushing. And then that last 50 meters, I ended up going past second and came second place. And then the following couple of days, the 1500, so they, that was originally going to be at midday, but because the weather was so hot, they changed it to seven in the morning. So I had to wake up pretty early for that one. And then I was on the start line, wasn't really expecting much, but I knew I was full of confidence after the 800. And from memory, I can remember like I was at the back of the field and then fast forward all the way to like 300 to go, I could see myself in second. And then coming in with 100 to go, I found myself right up with first place and it was a real good sprint finish all the way to the line and ended up winning by one one hundred of a second. Wow. Yeah. And that was your first national title? Were you 13, 13 maybe? Yeah, I was 13 at the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first title. Great. And you talked about coming second in the 800 and then you won this and this was the 1500. Do you think... Yep you're naturally better at that distance? Is that the distance that you really love? Yeah, I definitely prefer the 1500, 1500s, my favourite event, yeah. Yeah, um, and I will get to that question a little bit later on. But yeah. so from here, you still continued nationals and that and that sort of thing. Where did it progress yeah. from here for you? Oh, well... After that, it was the end of track season. So um, I had a couple of weeks off and we're heading into cross-country season. And I can remember my first um, training day back after a couple of weeks off from nationals. Um, I'd gone to PCCT and I just ran the nominated time for just jogging. And afterwards, when dad was doing um, his run, there was a couple of my mates there at the skate park. And I decided to jump on my mate's um scooter and I went down the ramp and I actually come off and broke my collarbone so oh, I was geez, out okay. yeah I was out for another month or two and then um because they had the nationals cross country in about August and we we're in about April so there was still a few months left but I had like two months off and then came back into training and Dan and I actually went for a run down home um, through the hills and I can remember coming back up from one hill and I just felt real strong because I'd done a few weeks of training after coming back so I felt really reasonably fit and then um, we moved into the Nationals cross country and 
I ended up coming second in that race, so it was actually pretty good in Queensland. Great, and that's after a collarbone injury, and I've yeah. had a few collarbone injuries, and you can't. It's pretty hard to run, especially when oh, you yeah, use your yeah. arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's horrible to sleep on and all those sort of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so do you enjoy the cross-country more or enjoy the track? Because when I watch you on the track, you're a beautiful mover. Um, I haven't watched you for mm. years over the cross-country, but is that something that you like to? I love cross-country, but I definitely prefer track and field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was complete opposite. I, uh, I love cross-country. Uh, I had a track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this last year and a half probably, um, you're quite tiny. And you've grown a lot, um, you know, you've had a bit of a growth spurt. Yeah. And I knew there's a period there where other kids were probably growing and you were sort of, they were getting quicker than you. Did you, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, over the past year, I'd definitely say that my training has been a little bit inconsistent. So yeah. that definitely was a big factor. And some of them boys in my age group, there some there's some big boys in that my age group. Yeah, and but it's all but it all seems to have come together this last probably six months. And and yeah. from from watching inside, like I oh, I don't know what you're doing for training, but you feel like like just looking at it, it looks like you are actually a better, stronger runner at the moment. And and you know you're catching up with your body, and you're really starting to get the benefits and. Did you want to talk about the old schools just gone last week and, and, and what you achieved there? So last week I had the Sydney Age Championships and I ran in the 1500 and the 3000. So they had the heats on the Friday and I made through to the final pretty comfortable. And then when it came to the final the next day, um, I was feeling comfort- um, confident hoping to run a quick time because I didn't really have a quick time coming into nationals. So I was just going for a big PB and I went out with the front guys and that third lap, I just like kind of dropped off a bit. And then that last like 200, um, I just had a little bit of a kick on me and then end up finishing six in 357. So that was a five second PB. And then on Monday, two days later, I had the 3K and I was reasonably confident because I knew that I had one of the fastest times out of all the guys. And um, Dad told me to just go out to the front and just run free. So I did that for about two laps and then the guys just came up around me and then I just sat behind them. And then about mid-race, I kind of died a little bit. And but I was actually that race I was going for the state record, which was eight forty one fifty seven, I think. And with about one lap to go, I had to run like sixty two seconds to beat it. So I knew that I had to run quick. And then uh, I was coming six with one lap to go, and then I uh, went round two people and um, finished fourth and beat the state record by. Point three of a second, so just right. Yeah. Uh, first of all, awesome. And uh, whose state record was that previously? Um, I think it was Bimigan Hagos, if I was yeah, pronouncing okay. his name right. Yep. Yep. Right. That's a pretty good record too. And I think so. Under sixteen record wasn't it too. So how many days have you got left till you turn sixteen, mate? Um. So my birthday's 
October 30th, so yeah, I do any races for that and some what breaking another state record. Yeah. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, you're getting into track season September, October. You might turn up again and yeah. take yeah. a little bit off that at Penguin or something before a, before a national competition or something. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, great. And so the 3K, is this is this something that you, like you said, you really enjoy the 1,500, but do you like the 3K and do you see yourself going longer or do you reckon you'll stick with the 1,500-metre distance? Well, with the 3K, that was my fourth time actually ever running that on track. So I never really thought of it as an event that I'd do because I normally do the 1500 and 800. But I felt like this past year I've lost a bit of speed in the 800. So I thought I might give um, the 3K a try. And mum's mum over the years always been um, poking me to run a 3K. And so I decided to run a 3K and, yeah, end up done pretty well yeah i mean looking in again i think you'd make a beautiful three and five k runner but the 1500 is really important as you know and you yeah. need to have good speed so you know keep at the 1500 and uh you can just chuck in the odd three car i reckon and still run pretty well yeah yeah awesome and so looking um looking forward what are some competitions that you've got coming up for yourself well now that we're heading into cross-country season I might do a couple of cross-country races and um, I'll, I'll definitely do the Lonston 5k um, I can't quite remember when that is but I think it's in a couple of months and then I'll just do state cross and hopefully they'll have nationals this year yeah and it. we're about to nationals mate are they uh um, the cross country one is in Adelaide this year. Yeah. Okay, cool. And are you familiar with that course? Have you ran there before? Or is it a totally new? Um, I've never ran a cross country there, but I've been to Adelaide for track and field. Cool. Great. And who are some of your role models, mate? Who are some people that you really look, look up to? Oh, uh, definitely. I've got a few. Yeah. So, Stuart McSwain, obviously from Australia. Yeah. Um, Steve Prefontaine, definitely a good one. Um, Jacob Ingebrigtsen, the youngster from Norway. Yep. And Elliot Kipchoge and Mo Farah, they're my yep. favourites. Yeah, great. And um, Stuart McSwain, quite obviously, you've you probably would have come across him. You probably even talked to him. I think you even raced against him in the mile at Penguin. Did you want to? Tell the listeners a little bit about that race and how you went there as well. So at the Penguin Mile, when they had the mile there, he was obviously in it and he, he ended up breaking the Australian mile record. So it was pretty cool to him doing it at Penguin. And I was in the same race and I was going for the state record, which was held by uh, Sam Clifford. I think it was um, 4.24. So I was just aiming for under that and um, I can remember um, I was just in that big chasing group um, up at the front there and then, yeah, I just got dragged around and ran 4.23. So beat it by like a second. So it was pretty good. Right. And in Australia, especially the miles and distance it's ran 
a lot. And what would you say is different from the mile to the 1500? I mean, it's only 100 metres, but I've yeah. run a few miles and that extra 100 metres, it bloody hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, people would think like, oh, yeah, 1500 and then a mile, like, oh, you only have to run that extra 100. But yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're running like hard, like you would in a 1500 and then you have, realise that you have to run another 100 metres, it can really hurt. Yeah, you've just got to probably back it off a little bit early. Yeah. Not much, but enough to come home that last 100 metres. Yeah. Uh, what was it like meeting Stu? Have you got some pointers off him and some tips, mate? Have you had a bit of a conversation? Uh, over the years when I've, like, I've seen him at the carnivals that they have at the end of the year and stuff, I haven't really gotten into a good conversation with him, but I've like said g'day and good job and all that. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to um, talk to him. Yeah, got a couple right. of photos of him. And we're really lucky. I mean, he's such a, a approachable guy and a, and a nice guy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't seem up himself or arrogant at all. He, uh, yeah. He's complete opposite. He, you know, someone that you can talk to. And uh, he's just so great for the sport. And it's awesome that we have young, talented juniors like you who can look up to him as well. Yeah, absolutely. And carnivals, mate, you've touched on that a little bit. Um, I reckon I could see you winning a carnival this year. I reckon, um, I reckon you go pretty close, mate. Is that on the agenda? Is that something that you might do? Uh, I'll definitely do the carnivals, but I know it depends on what my handicap is, really. Yeah, Especially yeah I don't know. They, the race. They're not too cruel first year. Just don't show yeah. them too much, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you reckon you'll go back to the Peachable CT as well, mate? Is that something you'll do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I did my first piece of the CT with the older guys um, last Sunday because obviously you have to be um, over 15 or 15. So that was good to finally get my first run with them. And I'm looking forward to do a few more. Great. How'd you go, mate? Did you get fastest time or you were just jogging? Oh, I was just jogging for the first one. Yeah. Get the mark out, mate. <laughs> just joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, good man. Um, so... This is probably pretty obvious question, but where would you like to take your running, mate? What what aspirations have you got? Um, probably definitely like other most youngsters just want to represent Australia and just go to the Olympics or Commonwealth Games, World Championships, just yeah. represent your country, really. Yeah, and from what I've seen, mate, you just got to keep consistent and keep at it, yeah. and um, you know they're very worthy goals and they're and they're very attainable for you from what I've seen. So. Yeah, just keep just keep hammering, mate. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just gonna train hard and be consistent. Exactly right. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And you did mention one serious injury that you had to your collarbone. Have you had anything else, mate? So in t- late twenty nineteen, um, I had a little bit of shin splints for about a month or month and a half, but they weren't that bad. So. But they've come, they've been on and off, but they've been good lately. Um, at the start of the year, I did a session at Meercroft, a big session, and I was stupid enough to wear spikes the whole time. And after the session, I was just when I was calling down, I could feel my foot feeling like real sore, so I, I couldn't run for a week. So I just had to jump on the bike and just strengthen it up, and that came right. And then also in 2018, um, right at the end of the 
um, season, I had like Sebus disease in my heels, just like growing pain that like most youngsters get and just that's about it really. Yeah. Uh, and and shin splints, mate, was that a, a load, like a loading issue, like too, too many Ks in, in one certain week or something like that? Or is that just something that like you might have run on a surface that it caused that or? Um, not quite sure. I've, I've searched up like how you get shin splints and I think it might have been just from running on a lot of grass and then just going straight to like hard surfaces. Yeah, yeah, it's usually caused from tight calf as well, so it yeah. could be that. Yeah, yeah. What do you like with the one percenters, mate? Do you do you get a massage, or your dad gives you a massage, or something? If because they cost a bloody mint at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm actually pretty lucky because dad knows how to massage, and he gives me massage after most of my runs if I'm feeling a little bit sore. Um, with the one percenters, I really focus on them, like I. Love doing my strength exercises, gym, icing, and rolling, all that stuff. I think that really helps me. Yeah, great. It so does. And for anyone listening to this podcast today, I reckon that's one of my biggest regrets is not doing those one percenters because as you get older, it gets a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all those things, they don't take that long either, do they, mate? You know, 10, 15 minutes no. of session, bit yeah. of stretching. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, with the rolling, like, or like stretching after a run, like you only have to stretch for 10 to 15 minutes. And then afterwards, you just, um, like before you even go to bed, like just roll out, roll out your calves and that for five minutes. Don't take that long. Yeah, no, exactly right. I've got, have you seen the roll recoveries? Have you seen those? Little... Yeah, I've actually got, I've got one of my roomy. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> I try and use mine most days. I'm not running much, but I still use it. It's still good for you. Yeah, so. yeah, they're good. Yeah, great. And so do you, I mean, I mean, it's hard to ask this question. I mean, you're 15 years of age. Do you think that you can stay in Tasmania and still progress as a runner? Or is this something that you think if you need to be the best runner, you'll have to leave Tasmania to do this? Good question. Um, I feel like you could become as good as you want to be anywhere, really. Like you don't need like the good you don't need to be I feel like you don't really need to be in them other countries and that to um you know train like you're still running on earth so you know. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh I mean we talk about training effect and 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 people around you I, I guess that's the biggest thing but right now in Tasmania we are we are pretty lucky we've got we've got some good talent coming yeah coming through and I don't know, like, I guess it's up to you. Like you'll probably have to make that once you're at the top of the tree, it might be a decision that you might make, but you know, like if you think you can do it by yourself, that's awesome. And yeah. Like, yeah. And I look at people like Millie Clark, who's doing it quite yeah. well and, yeah. and doing it. Yeah. Like she's going great. So. Well, like when you get like safe, get a scholarship to America, like they have good facilities and that would help, but I feel like you can just, whatever wherever yeah yeah and a scholarship mate is that something that you might look at down the track or um i've thought about it like i've like said oh yeah i wouldn't mind i'd like a scholarship to america and then some days i'll be like oh i don't really want one but i don't know if opportunity ever came um i'd feel like i just have to 
think about it for a little bit because I haven't really been away from home for that long. So it'd be a tough choice yeah. for anyone, really. Well, you're still only 15, mate. I mean, you got, what are you now, grade 10 or grade 9? Grade 10. Yeah, yeah. So you like you got college to get through, mate, and then you can decide after yeah. that. A lot, a lot can happen in two years. So Yeah. Yeah. No, cool, mate. And this might be a bit of a tough question, but what, what do you reckon makes you different from other runners in Tasmania that you compete against? Like, obviously you're super talented, but is there anything that you, you think that you've got over them? Um, that is a hard question. Um, I don't know. If you could, if you just train harder than anyone else, then you'll be better than them. That's quite nearly it. Yeah. And um, or maybe like I know I someone just could be more talented than another. Yeah. And you're you're getting at that age where you're fifteen, sixteen, you know, girls are come on the scene and drinks and all yeah. all those sort of things. I mean, are you are you pretty committed now? Because there'd be the few people that would dabble in that in that sort of side of things. Are you are you pretty you know, you got your goals and you know what you want to achieve? Yeah, I've definitely got my goals and I know what I want to achieve. Like there's heaps of people at school my age that just go out drinking every week and they're just like low life. But I know I just want to be committed to my running and just be really focused, train hard and trying to achieve them goals later on in life. Yeah. No, that's awesome, mate. And, um, you know, I think you've got a goal, anything can happen. And, you know, don't let anyone think or tell you that, you know, that you can't do anything because you yeah. can. Yeah. And what sort of advice that you'd give a newbie runner, mate, or even someone who's been running for quite a while? For advice? Um, probably just keep at it. Don't, if you're just new, don't go straight into high mileage. Just keep it low at the start. And then once you start to get fitter, you might, build up your Ks more and then get into that kind of speed work um, to get faster and just do them one percenters so you don't get injured and just enjoy it. Perfect. Great answer. Can't go too wrong with those things, can you? Yeah. And uh, anyone who's not familiar with you or knows what you look like, I'm looking at the best mullet I've probably ever seen. <laughs> Probably one yeah. of the best mullets. And for those guys who follow Craig Mottram in his career back in the day, he had a bit of a ripper mullet. Was this inspired yeah. by Craig or is this something that just kids these days have? Um, well, obviously, like for the past two years, some mullet has just come back into fashion. <laughs> I can't I had, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had one last year for about a month or two and then, I got a buzz cut and then I was like, oh, I might grow my hair back out to like an afro. And then when it came, I was, I went done, went down and done run the bridge this year, 5k. And I just thought, oh, maybe I might get a quick slick mullet to try and look fast and end up getting one for that. And it worked all right that day, didn't it? Did you uh, yeah. want to expand a little bit on that for me? So originally I wasn't going to go do it, but the year before I went down with um, Sean Batten and he 
asked if I would like to go down with him again. I said yes. Um, and we went down, had a good time like last year. And obviously they run them early in the mornings because they have to close the bridge for the runners. And um, I was warming up actually that morning. I didn't feel too great. And I can remember I was, my goal was really just to run a quick time because I hadn't really run a fast time for the 5K. So I was aiming for like under 15.30. And as soon as the gun went, I actually started to feel pretty good. And I didn't really want to front run. But after that first K of downhill, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to push the pace here. And then once it comes to that slight uphill, I started to feel a little bit lacted. But as soon as it came to the downhill, I had Isaac, little Isaac Bonzi next to me. So he kept me pushing and I just was about 2K to go. I'm like, okay, there's only 2K to go. So I just decided to push and end up running 15, 14. So that was a massive PB. Great. Awesome. And uh, coming down that bridge, it's, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? You can get some speed up there. Yeah, it's good because just running downhill and staying nice and relaxed. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And when you do come in the finish shoot there, is it like the 10K? Do they make you run past the finish line? Are you got to turn back around? Yeah, so you just, when you come around to the waterfront, there you go run past and then go up around to the just slightly uphill to the turn around, just come back down for the shoot. It's pretty hard too because with, when they run the 10Ks first, there's heaps of just them joggers, walkers. So you have to like zigzag way through, but you still get to the finish line, so it's pretty good. Great. No, awesome. And just finishing off today, mate, do you have any sayings or, or mantras or, or little things you have up on your wall that really keep you inspired? Um, well, at the, I've got like a cabinet that I have like all my little trophies that I've won and um, mum and I are currently working on like a metal wall so I can put all my medals on that and a couple of photos so I could just put the medals and give me some motivation. Great. Awesome. Listeners, this has been Tom Winkle. I've been Brian Lines, your host, and this is the Everyday Lines Running Podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. No worries, mate. Cheers. Listeners, that was Tom Winkle, and I think you'd agree that Tom's a really focused runner, and uh, you know he knows what he wants to achieve. And I wish him the best of luck uh, with those goals coming up this season and next and whenever in the future. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Tom. I know Tom would enjoy that, and he's a super young guy and quite obviously very very talented and um yeah i just wish him all the best uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're looking for some training please consider everyday lines we have eight week 12 week 16 week and yearly options at affordable prices you can find out more information at www.everydaylines.org and also uh, leave us the ratings on itunes we'll go up in our little topic of running and more people will find out about the podcast Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast, and happy running.